What's happening? Hour number two, J-Mart and Ramon, 104.5 The Zone. Powered by all four seasons, garage doors in Nashville. Guests appear via the Mark's Main Real Estate Hotline. We appear via Magic. 11-year NFL veteran involved for life, Ramon Foster, Jonathan Schaefer, Jason Martin. Apparating right onto your radio for four hours, Monday through Friday. We call it the hashtag fastest four hours in radio because we look up and it's 10 a.m. Mm-hmm. Right now we look up and it's 7.05. So that means it's time for pro wrestling on the Superstation. <laughs> Fishing with Orlando Wilson just ended. Let's go to Georgia. Georgia. At J. Martin Ramon on Twitter. 615-737-1045. It will be John Robinson tonight in place of Mike Vrabel on the Mike Vrabel show. So the question now, we can just we can specify. What's the question you have for the GM going into the third preseason game? As the regular season awaits, I know we already have some coming through. Some other people are going to have to read those, though, because, well. Oh, no doubt about it. We I'm put still, it on. Still working on that side of things. We'll put it on the Twitter and also be able to save it and reply back to it. What you think? Can we do that? We'll do that, too. You you can do that. <laughs> see, people are still worried about your eyes. Like, oh, so Jason can see right now? Those cables. They said, can you can see right now? Nah. You're here, so you won't get fined. Man. I am getting a spot where we're getting in and out. Saturday, okay. Saturday night, I'm watching at SummerSlam, and I was seeing it relatively clearly. Woke up Sunday, it was gone. <laughs> Sunday, the eyes were back to where they were. So we're just, this is the process. It takes about a month. You'll be all right, man. You I just wish I hadn't hit that 3%. You, I mean, they did a fantastic job, but that, that 3% is just what we have to do. It's a little bit more difficult. You My wife went in and got a consultation over the weekend, too, Uh-oh. and uh, she gets to do the regular. Uh-oh. She gets to do the regular? Even though her eyes apparently are three times worse than mine, which I didn't know was possible. Oh, wow. I didn't know you could be worse than mine unless you were Joey and Cross Plains. <laughs> but you Our push through. A long-time listener who is uh, legally blind. You said he's legally blind. He is. I'm I know not, he is. You're the one laughing at it. I'm just the one stating a fact to contextualize a comment. So hey. what would make him illegally blind? That's what I've been wondering for a while. Huh. Questions. They need to be answered. For some reason, all I'm thinking is Reese Witherspoon and Legally Blonde right now. <laughs> That's blonde and not blind. Yeah. Blonde, yeah. But the Titans are 2-0 in a preseason. Hey. Uh, they're doing what they can, and they're getting some of the young guys some work. And they're showing you what they saw in those guys. And as I expected, we are now on Monday. Mm-hmm. Nobody cares about what happened on Thursday in that second preseason date anymore. Nope. None, none of the Titans fans are talking about that anymore. Nope, none at all. Everything um, is everything is out of sight, out of mind as soon as it's over. Mm-hmm. That means the game, if you go and look terrible this Saturday against the Bears, nobody's going to care what you looked like against Tampa Bay. Like we're getting, like the regular season, things carry over. The preseason? Not so much. Preseason is the old SNL skit, Mr. Short-Term Memory. Huh. Guy that doesn't remember things uh, yeah. five seconds after he says them. Oh, always. Huh. I never saw that one. No, I'm not surprised. I did hear you saw Spaceballs, though. I was. I watched some of Spaceballs, the whole smoke them if you got them. Yeah. I was like, oh! You watched some of Spaceballs? I did because... a time yeah. issue? Why didn't you watch the whole it thing? It was a time issue. Or did you not like it? No, I, I, I was. it was a time issue. Did you get to the jamming? The jamming? Raspberry? You got to the Schwartz yet? No, I didn't get to the Raspberry. You didn't get to the jamming? I don't think so. That's not even watched. that far into the film, I was, man. Well, I called it what, midway. did you watch the, the beginning where mid- the ship goes across no, no, the screen no, no. for five minutes? I watched minutes? it midway through, though. I caught it on the, on TV. I was like, well, let me stop and watch oh, it Oh, so now. you didn't even watch it from the beginning? No, I didn't watch it from the beginning. I, I can't do that, man. If it's a movie I haven't seen, I'm not watching it halfway through. I, I turned Primal Fear on also. 
Did you watch that? I got, I'm, I'm more than halfway through. Okay. Did you start that one from yes, the beginning? Yes, I, I restarted that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great, great conclusion to that yeah, movie. I, I one started of the all-time great finishes. I'm watching it. They're getting to the court case right now. Um, they're just not getting into court on the second Not one. about how you start. It's about how you finish. Yeah, Talk to I'm, Collateral about that movie that I would have loved if they hadn't ruined the last 30 minutes ruined of ruined it? Terrible. Oh, Horrible finish to that movie. Titans, 34-3. They had a good finish. Mm-hmm. And what they did to the Falcons, apparently you're not scoring touchdowns against this team in the preseason. No, absolutely not. It's uh, I, I took down a bunch of notes from them. The first thing that pops up was Nashville hot ficking, man. We ran with that one in the first hour a little, little bit. Ficking is making a way for himself. Again, I, we brought up to the point, did McCann get Wiley Pipped right now? Does he have an opportunity, opportunity to actually get something going? What did he kick the lesson from, from like 58? Yeah, I know that it on was, Thursday, on the day that everybody struggled in camp, yeah, he was really good. He, uh, and then, but then Fickens, Fickens looked decent. He's making a way for himself, man. Um, thirty-nine yarder. What else did he get? I think Ficken, unless he has a catastrophe, won himself the job. I think he. I think you may be right. Mm-hmm. That says a lot. Finally able to get that answer, uh, that question answered well, also. For well, now. It's, or it's now. answered until it's not. Now. Or it's now. It's answered until he misses a kick in week one, <laughs> and, and we're fielding phone calls the next day. Yeah, and, and everyone goes, uh-uh. And they have Guskowski on speed dial. Yeah. Uh, I'll say this also. I think, as of right now in preseason, I think that these games don't count. You're right, Mo. They yeah. don't. No, but the performance does. The performance does. I'll say this about this draft class. I think Rashad Weaver may be the biggest steal of it. After watching it again. You mean for the Titans? For the Titans, yes. Well, he, man, a lot of those guys weren't steals. I, I, what I'm saying is a fourth rounder being the biggest biggest steal of the draft is right now. Yes, yeah, the biggest, the the biggest steal of the draft is Trace. I said for the Titans. Well, that's why I asked you to clarify. Because yeah, I'm like, I can't go there if we're not including Trey Smith here. No, Trey is definitely. Everybody's praising him right now as Put they your should. Mitts down. Calm down. I know. It's Monday, man. I'm all hyped up on Mountain Dew. All right. Literally. You actually are. Mountain Dew Rise. Really, yeah, Mountain Dew Rise, by the way. By the way, it's, that stuff's really good. It's all right. I, I, I told y'all. It's all right. It'll, it'll get you going. It'll get you going. Um, But besides that, Weaver, for me, I think is the steal of this year's Titans draft. As far as being able to get somebody like him in the fourth round that's able to make an impact. Like I said, last week was a show me what you can do. Now watching him go down to the three technique is 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 kind of impressive because that makes it that gives him more options. It gives his defense more option. I also wrote down I think whatever they're gonna have as far as the small skill guys with a small rushers mm-hmm. out on the field seems to be something that Weaver's gonna be a part of. I think Jeff can rush the quarterback pretty good. He's proven that. You have Bud on one side, you got uh, Landry on the other side, and if you got either Danico or Rashad Weaver in the middle, you got a, a, a good group of guys, man, especially Autry, I think, uh, that's able to get after the quarterback in the pass rush, along with watching David Long get to the quarterback and also Simon off the edge, too. They got some options, man. We're going to see how they develop what I like to call their NASCAR package as far as small rush guys up the middle. But the thing is... Those guys really ain't that small. They're just big athletes, man. That know that really got that that can really get to the uh, the quarterback. Most uh, most teams when they go to their NASCAR packages, usually smaller guys that can get moved off the ball. Let's say if a team is in third and eight, and they bring in a NASCAR package, 
well, if they're all small guys, then they can uh, still run the ball and get a first down. Well, mm-hmm. these guys putting Big Jeff and Steele, Danico Autry in or Rashad Weaver, uh, you have you they they're still able to play the runner, play the run. So again, this is preseason. I'm sure um, they're not showing everything, but I, I can see a package coming with those group those with that group of guys that can be impactful during the game as far as getting to the quarterback, which was a big issue last year. It definitely was. I mean, the two things were third down and pass rush. Third down and pass rush. Those are the two issues, and you wanted to go address them, and that's what the general manager certainly attempted to do mm-hmm. with what he did in the draft and what he did with free agency. So he's going to be on the Mike Vrabel show tonight at 6 p.m. Questions for the GM. What what question do you have for the GM going into the third preseason game? I'll have Ramon start reading some of those mm-hmm. when we come back, and then we can actually see how we would may potentially answer those questions and ask some of our own as well. The telephone number to reach us, 615-737-1045. What excited you? What disappointed you on Saturday night in preseason game two? We'll take your thoughts when we come back. It's J-Mart and Ramon here on 104.5 The Zone. Popping on with us right now. Usually appears on Friday. Will appear on Friday, but we'll take him anytime he wants. As a, just like cigarettes and space balls, right, Moan? Smoke them if you got them. Smoke them if you got them. Go em. to this guy when you have him. Voice of the Tennessee Titans and the Hall of Famer, Mike Keith. What's going on, Mike? Good morning, Mike. Good morning. Good morning to you. So, um, Mike Vrabel show tonight, even though Coach is not going to be a part of it, I guess, because of COVID. Yeah, John Robinson's going to fill in for Mike tonight, and we will kick off the season uh, of the Mike Vrabel show at 6 o'clock. And uh, look forward to questions for John Robinson via Twitter at Titans Radio. And obviously, if we can't have Mike, uh, John Robinson is an outstanding substitute. And so we'll talk about all things Titans football tonight with the general manager on the Mike Vrabel show. Yeah, well, we 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 asked a question. I guess we kind of crowdsourced for you uh, indirectly, and so we have a list already of Good. questions coming from folks yeah, uh, that would be asking Vrabel and or John Robinson going into this preseason game. Obviously, it's preseason, but two games where if you're a Titans fan, at least you had something to smile about when you look at the scoreboard at the end of it. So that's all positive. The other the other side of this, Mike, and I know we only have a couple of minutes is and there's not really a good segue but the floyd reese news not something i was looking forward to seeing saturday afternoon in my email inbox and there it came and i thought i thought it was well handled by the team i thought it was well handled by channel two covering it that night certainly well done by you guys on titans radio as well uh just a couple of thoughts we'll talk more in depth about this on friday when we have more time with you but it would be crazy not to not to address that right now what what are sure. some of your thoughts on on the passing of a legend in Floyd Reese? Yeah, and I think a legend is right in in what we've done here, uh, knowing that the team is playing its 25th year in the state and understanding where it came from to where it is now and knowing that there's no way that it would have the, the following and the, the history that it's already developed without Floyd Reese. And he was such an integral part of the early days of what we did, not just from the stuff that you you saw, drafting Eddie George, drafting Steve McNair, Javon Curse, those sorts of things, but also for the fact that Floyd Reese, like Jeff Fisher, rolled up his sleeves and helped us get this thing started by being willing to do anything and everything, sometimes as crazy as it may have sounded. Uh, I 
more than once, had to walk down to his office and ask him, hey, would you mind if we did X? Or could you help us do X? And um, the, the fact, his sense of humor was absolutely fantastic. Really, really a fun, funny person. And more than once, he would look at me across his desk like, we're really going to do this? <laughs> and, then, and then he would start laughing, and then he would do it. And he came to understand that a lot of things that we did over the early periods of time as we got out to various communities and, you know, did PR things and got players and coaches and staff involved, they were a big deal. And then he came to really believe in all of that. I I don't know if you guys remember, but when we would put single-game tickets on sale in the early days and there was no real online presence, people would line up out the door at Kroger and other Ticketmasters. And I remember how thrilled Floyd was with that because he's like, man, people are buying our tickets. People are fired up about our football team. And he came to embrace all of that as something that really helped the football side. And so then the more we would ask him to do, he would do because he thought the more people we put in Nissan Stadium, the better chance we had to win. And so he was part of that all-out effort in the early days. And as a general manager, he didn't have to be. Uh, plus, he was just exceedingly, uh, just an exceedingly nice man, but a lot of fun. I mean, he and people have talked about him laughing and smiling and, and things, uh, uh, you know, as I've read different things. But he, he was so much fun to be around. So not only great at his job, but also an enjoyable person to work with, work for. Um, just, just heartbreaking that that he's passed away at seventy three because he 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 really meant so much to so many people, and I know so many people, including Sally and the rest of the family, are hurting so much right now, and um, they're certainly in my thoughts and prayers. That's uh, extremely well said. Like I said, we can go into much more detail about the mm-hmm. game and about and about Floyd and everything else when we get to Friday, Mike. We just wanted a couple of minutes with you, and we're looking forward to the premiere of the Mike Vrabel Show, and we'll certainly send off uh, the questions that our audience is giving us this morning. Make sure you have those as well Good. on deck tonight. Yeah, at Titans Radio via Twitter or through you guys, we'll we'll take them all. And John John loves to get the questions, so. Glad he's filling in tonight. Certainly, sorry, Mike can't be with us, but glad John Robinson's filling in tonight and looking forward to a good show at 6 o'clock. Thanks for having me on. Appreciate Absolutely. it. That is voice of the Tennessee Titans, Mike Heath. Look, what he said about Floyd, That's that's. I wanted him today for a couple minutes for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, John Robinson and Mike Vrabel show tonight is going to be excellent. Yep. Uh, debuting again, it's time for the new season. And, of course, the Floyd news. I'm sure there will be talk about that as well tonight at 6 p.m. right here on 104.5 Zone, so you don't want to miss that. Imagine this, though. You know, just things work out however they do, Jay. You know what I'm saying? But, um, you know, Coach Rabel getting COVID and mm-hmm. uh, John Robinson filling in on him. And, you know, like you said, one of the hot topics is going to be is, you know, uh, Floris who just passed and having John Robinson speak about him. And you got to look at what both of them have done so far and kind of say, hey, they're – kind of running in parallel for the things that they've done for the franchise, even early on, man. And that's a cool little uh, conversation to be had to hear 
John Robinson speak about the moves that he's made and what Floyd Reese did here to get, as, as we've all just spoke about this franchise up and running with the guys that he decided to bring in the legendary guys. He decided to bring in here to Nashville. So, um, kind of crazy the way the universe works, man, in that way. So, uh, I'll be tuning in. I can't wait to hear it. And the questions are flowing in whatever questions you have for, um, John Robinson for Titans Radio to, tonight, man. Send them to us it's because. Yeah, hey, we can start course, to address some of them everybody. as well. But, yeah, at Titans Radio, you can send your questions there. Tonight, 6 p.m., 104.5, The Zone. The GM, John Robinson, will uh, will be in Vrabel's place because of the COVID test. And hopefully, I mean, Vrabel's expecting the positive PCR today. Mm-hmm. And then after that point, look, he's vaccinated. So mm-hmm. that just means he needs to test to go right if you get this during the preseason it's a lot better than that you kind of hope now that we're not going to see a influx of other positive tests that come from the weekend but um if you can get them all out of the way in the preseason that'll help yeah if you're gonna do it do it now right? yeah indeed so some people have been asking me this question and i don't want to belabor it too much but i think we can talk about it here for just a minute it was a big weekend in pro wrestling um CM Punk debuted in AEW on Friday night. First time he's been in a pro wrestling ring in seven years since he famously walked out on WWE and cut that podcast that led to litigation over some of the claims that he made about his health and the way things went down there. Uh, Thought that was pretty much perfect, the way that that set up. They were able to sell that building out based on a rumor of him showing up. Wow. 15,000 people show up in Chicago for that. They popped me. I'm an unapologetic mark for the guy in terms of his talent and his ability. Um, and so I bought the shirt. So you'll be seeing that on Zone TV within the next week or two whenever they can get it here. It's already the second highest selling shirt in the history of AEW and ah, pro hey. wrestling tees. <laughs> so huge. And then SummerSlam, I think, is the other thing. SummerSlam was this weekend. Saturday we had Drew McIntyre on. We're going to have Baron Corbin on. Uh, in a couple of days as well. Wednesday. So, yeah, Wednesday morning right you'll now. be able to hear from Baron Corbin. It wasn't actually on the SummerSlam card, but there's one thing that mattered about that show. Look, I thought Edge and Seth was a hell of a match. I actually really enjoyed Roman and Cena. Of course, I'm wearing the rain shirt today. And um, I thought everybody worked pretty hard. But what they chose to do with the return of Becky Lynch and what they did to a former guest of this show and Evolve for Life, Bianca Belair, yeah. I was appalled at the sheer stupidity of that decision. Um, even if you wanted Becky to come back and have this momentous moment, I think they misplayed this in two different ways. One, the CM Punk thing, and Daniel Bryan's about to show up in AEW, and Adam Cole is as well, and so is Bray Wyatt. All these guys have, well, Bray got let go. Adam basically said, I'm not renewing my contract because Vince just sees me as a small guy instead of a superstar. CM Punk, maybe he'll retire in WWE. Maybe he won't. I don't know. But and Daniel Bryan just wants to go wrestle. What happens when Vince gets panicked is he goes to old familiar stuff. So if you watch SummerSlam, you saw a bunch of big names holding championships. You hmm. saw Randy Orton end up winning a tag title in the open. Uh, yeah, Matt Riddle was there, but it was because of Randy Orton. Randy Orton basically did everything in that match. You had Brock Lesnar show up at the end of the main event as a baby face looking like Goro from Mortal Kombat. He shows up. He and Reigns is a match we've seen a trillion times and people never wanted to see again, but now they're going to flip it and they're going to do it again because, again, Vince goes, he goes with old familiar, he goes with big guys and big stars as opposed to everything else. So what's the other panic move? 
he misplayed the idea that Becky winning the title meant something because it didn't. What mattered was Becky returning. All you had to do was bring her out and set something up with Bianca for later. Or if it's me, put her out there with Charlotte and those guys and keep her away from Bianca anyway because Bianca's been one of the two or three MVPs of that company this year, and you made her look like a chump at the biggest show of the year. And, yeah, the people that are echoing and thinking that there's a lot there with Kofi, uh, yeah, there is. But what they did to what they did to Bianca to me was so short sighted and dumb that it just made me happy that I can just watch what's going on on TNT because there was a lot there was a lot about that SummerSlam show and a lot that I saw where it's like this is old Vince again break glass in case of emergency and that glass is always the same stuff just trying to repeat that and thinking that that's going to bring in the audience. I, what they did to Bianca upset me. So people asked my thoughts on that, and I happened to see a, a few of the the people in the chat asked. So that those are my thoughts on it. Mm-hmm. I thought what was done to Bianca was pathetic and dumb. I think it actually hurt Becky because people liked Bianca. Yeah, they love Becky, but they really liked Bianca, and it made her look terrible in the moment for no reason at all. Because you'd have gotten the same pop out of Becky just showing up, as opposed to her winning the championship. So they botched that about seventeen times. So Vince finds a way to just is is he I, I think I mentioned this before is he kind of Jerry Jones in the like where he wants his hand around the baby at all times. Well, I mean, he's saying it, well, I mean, he's not just Jerry Jones. Like he makes every single decision that company's ever made. Basically, he has to okay it. Wow. And as he's gotten older, he's gotten more reactionary. So they they they'll change stuff that's booked tonight as the show is happening. Stop. Really? The right the that is the worst job in America, folks. Worst job in America is being on a creative team in WWE because you work for a week to set up a show, then you show up on Monday and the guy's like, scrap it all, you, we're doing this. So, it, uh, that, it happens week after week after week. That's why there's so much turnover yeah. in creative in WWE because it's like, what did I just do for the last week? Because Vince just shows up and says, nope, we're going to do this, we're going to do this, we're going to do this, we're going to... Yeah. yeah, always. It's the same thing. That's so interesting with guys that, that I guess build up their brand or their their business by themselves in a sense for the most part, which happens a, a, a good bit. Uh, around the league, of course, you play with different people from different teams and just hearing the stories on how like certain teams are managed. I played with a guy, man, that, was, uh, that played with the Raiders, and Al Davis was still around. And my understanding is the reason they kind of just went under is because of those same things. Well, I ain't going to say went under, but they were bad for a while. It's because Al Davis would sit out on the practice field in his golf cart and see something that he used to see from his team and be like, no, I want to see that. Exactly. Like that, that, that <laughs> Al Davis is the comparison to Vince McMahon. Okay. Al Davis did a lot of great stuff. Absolutely. Vince is an absolute giant. Yeah. And he's done a lot of great stuff. But Vince McMahon also doesn't realize that the industry evolved. He doesn't understand that it changed because his business never did. The best thing that ever happened to Vince McMahon was COVID last year when the fans couldn't be in the seats and he could have a fake crowd where he could make them cheer and boo because it was all done by, via sound. Uh, yeah, he was able yeah. to control the reaction of the fans for the first time in a long time because the reactions that he wanted over the last decade haven't gone his way. The guys he wanted to push would get booed or they, people would sit on their hands. He was able to create that. Now that there's people back in the seats – Unfortunately, he can't do what he yeah. what he's been doing over the last year or so. That's, so yeah, the Al Davis comparison is tremendous. I think that's accurate. He still looks at it and thinks it's, you know, yeah. nineteen ninety eight or <laughs> nineteen ninety, and it's twenty twenty one. And that's why 
that's why there is competition right now that actually has a shot. That's why when you know when when you looked at the Raiders drafting process, it was they want big guys, they want speed. If you had those two things, they were going to get you. And it was crazy. I played with a few guys that came from that Raiders uh, organization. That was the one thing that they said, like, man, we'd be sitting out there with a whole game plan in place. And Al would be out there. Al Davis would be out there. Rest his soul would be out there in his golf cart and just tell the coaches, no, I don't want it this way. Mm -hmm. Like, imagine management getting in the way of coaching. That's one way to lose. That's one way to miss out on draft picks. That's one way to, like you said, the game moves on in a lot of different businesses, from wrestling, from all the way to the NFL, to, heck, NBA in some sense. And if you are old school in that mindset and never moving forward, kind of put yourself behind the eight ball a little bit. Yeah. So those are just a few of my thoughts. This was the first weekend in a long time where I wish Squared Circle Radio, where I was still able to, where we were still able to do that show. This was the first time in a in a very long time where I missed not having an hour yesterday yeah. to just go off. Um, <laughs> because there's so much talent in WWE. That's that's the thing that irritates. Like Drew McIntyre's freaking phenomenal. Yeah, dude's phenomenal, and they still don't even. I don't even think they're using him right. So that 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 is irritating. And then Punk shows up on Friday. We open our show with CM Punk. That's that's the that's the voice you hear yep. at the beginning of our show every single day. Um, and that that could not have been done better. Mm-hmm. And then you saw SummerSlam, and you saw the Bianca thing. It's just like, man, it is night and day sometimes in this business. You see, well, uh, well, no, I'll read it. So you uh, just think about how Al Davis treated Marcus Allen. That's Vinny Mac like. If you know what that correlation is, Jay, mm-hmm. in a sense, I I don't understand how he did. Um, Marcus Allen, Al Davis did, but I don't know. It's kind of kind of interesting. You yeah, always correlate. I think the, so. the Al Davis comparison is really that's close. I think. Well, I mean, I, I definitely think there are similarities there. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of. It's just like it's the stranglehold of control that you can't break free of, and it's controlled by somebody that's outdated. That becomes, I think that becomes the concern. You have to evolve, right? Nick Saban's winning at Alabama. Yeah. He evolved. He, yeah. Quarterbacks couldn't be game managers anymore there. You had to bring in a Tua. You had to bring in a, a Mac Jones, but you had to bring in a Lane Kiffin. Yeah. And a Steve Sarkeesian and offenses like that because he was the first one that recognized that you weren't going to hold teams anymore to 10 points. Nope. It just was not going to happen. Not with the way offenses went. So you either you either evolve or you perish mm-hmm. in terms of what you're doing. And I'll say one other quick thing. In the height of the Monday Night War in 96, 97, 98 especially, 98 through 2000, you had USA doing somewhere between a 5 and a 7 rating. And you had TNT doing somewhere between a 5 and a 7 rating, sometimes higher. That was like a 10 to 15 number watching pro wrestling on Monday nights. Raw sometimes struggles to get a three now. So what happened to the other 12? What happened was you either evolve or you start to perish. And that's what did happen. 615-737-1045-737-1045. That is... The telephone number, what did you see in the preseason? So sorry for the diversion for those of you that, that didn't care, but there were some people asking. So I thought, and the Al Davis thing took it right back where we needed to take it anyway. But uh, what you saw in the preseason game, continued thoughts I gotta for get Floyd into Reese. The OL, man. Yeah, we need to talk about the offensive line. I think maybe we need to get into the OL to open the third hour of the show, yeah. potentially, because yeah. we need more than 
the time we'll have. We'll start to read some of the questions that are coming in as well and start to address uh, those. Again, your questions at Titans Radio, you can send them there or you can continue to send them to us in the chat or elsewhere. What are your questions for the general manager, John Robinson, as he's in for Vrabel tonight on the premiere of the Mike Vrabel Show? 6 p.m. is the time for that right here on 104.5 The Zone. And the time for us, well, it's now. We'll be right back here. Jay Martin, Ramon, 104.5 The Zone. Twenty-five to the twenty, Body Calhoun to the fifteen, to the ten, to the five, to the end zone. Touchdown, Titans! Hudson caught the pass over the middle, took a hit from McDougal, lost the ball, and Breon Body Calhoun comes up with it and returns it for a touchdown. That's the voice of Mike Keith. Hey. You'll hear that voice tonight at 6 p.m. on the Mike Vrabel Show. John Robinson will be in for the coach. Coach tested positive for COVID-19. He was vaccinated previously. He was symptomatic, which is why he addressed and decided to quarantine himself and all of those kinds of things. Now he's going to need a couple of positive tests in a row, but hopefully get that out of the way before the regular season starts. Mm-hmm. Titans 2-0 in the preseason for whatever that is worth. No touchdowns given up. No touchdowns given up. What's defense, it? at least what you're asking the defense to do against the guys that you've seen them against so far, you feel pretty good. You don't feel great about how they look Thursday and the second day of practice based on every report coming out of Tampa, but just like the preseason games don't count, neither do those practices once you get to the regular season. Mm-hmm. You hopefully learn, you grow from that, and you get better. So what are some of the give – me, give me a sample of some of the things coming in, Moan, from, from our listeners – to Titans Radio for tonight's Mike Vrabel show as it relates to questions they would have for the coach and GM. Oh, we had a question. I think this is a very good question considering it's preseason. Jay, like you said, the games don't log, but the performances do. So I think this is a very good question. What matters most, preseason games or practices as far as evaluating performances? I I think that's really good. Um, Another one, with so many viable options that receiver passed the third roster spot, does it make sense to keep seven, or does the O-line depth dictate that six is it? If it is six, has Dez shown enough to be in that room when the season starts on the final 53? Hmm. Solid question to be asked also, Jay. Mm-hmm. Um, this is another one. This is what we're going to get into at the top of the hour next. What is your plan to add depth to the O-line, which seems to be the biggest weakness on the team? I'm going to pull back on the biggest weakness on the team. Depth is always an issue with O-line, man. It always is. When it comes down to you got five guys playing one position, well, playing uh, amongst each other, and they're, they they got to be in uniform with one another. D-line, they're on different levels. They do their own thing. So, of course, there can be a situation where a guy goes down simply because we saw it this past weekend. One of the OL went down this past weekend on a fluke play, really getting tripped up and then getting hit behind the legs. Took out one of the uh, young offensive linemen, man. And that is a, a a big question to be asked moving forward. What are you doing about the O-line depth? Uh, is there somebody that's going to be signed in the offseason? Do you trust the guys that are already in the room? I know a lot of teams like to build with them because same thing with Logan Woodside. You know the system. You know what to expect. But if there's a guy that gets cut, surprisingly, are you trying to be the first one in line and go pick him up? The guy I keep bringing up all the time is Jason Peters. Right. Recently just got signed. Yep. 
if that doesn't tell you anything about the quality of the league, what is Jason Peters, 39? Got to be. I think he's 39. Got to be. I've heard his name seemingly forever. Forever, man. And that's no knock on him because it says he's good enough to still be playing. But you got to look at all the young guys around the league who are looking for that opportunity. And here's an older guy right now that's getting a new opportunity with the Chicago Bears. That ought to tell you about the quality of offensive linemen in this league, and it also ought to tell you about, look, maybe we just want some good depth, a guy that's proven. Is that something that John Robinson and Mike Vrabel and their staff are going to start to explore as we continue to look at these cuts moving forward in this preseason? Um, one more good question. Uh, this is this one. I saw Buck kind of address this over the weekend. Are you settled at the tight end position, or will you be looking to add once the final cuts are made? Yeah. Now, you'll ask that, and – yeah. They, you won't get an answer to that question. You won't. You'll get a every team evaluates continuously. <laughs> we're always looking for opportunities to make the team better. Yeah. Um, We're just – look, we're, you're not going to know what you got at tight end until you see an actual football game. Real football, yeah. Yeah. I mean, Firkster's done what you've asked Firkster to do. Mm-hmm. You know what you have. Everybody has felt a certain way about that the entire time Since. it hadn't changed yet because you haven't seen anything that means anything. Right. It could be a situation where after week one, you address it mm-hmm. after week four, you address it. Um, I know it's still very unsettled yeah. in the eyes of many Titans fans. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is. And of course, when you lose a guy like Jono, you know what the talent that was and trying to find a replacement is hard. Again, new stars are born every year, every single year. And maybe that's Ferkser, maybe that's Swain. We don't know. Uh, I, I know this, but Buck tweeted out, for all the Titans fans who were looking for O.J. Howard to be your savior, not it. And he didn't play particularly well this past weekend either. He had a few targets come his way. He didn't really make much out of them. So, Well, like I said, Howard was deep in Arian's doghouse last year. Yeah. Before being shut down, basically. Like, there's something there. Yeah. There's some reason there's some reason why this has not clicked. Now injuries were part of it, but there's some there seems to be something else. Maybe he needs a new environment. He may need I'll a change say of this, scenery. BA is a hard coach to play for. And I and I say that in the sense that he's not gonna coddle you. And and I I I was okay with it, but it's one of those situations. BA coaches hard. Maybe that's what he's not used to, but he did come from Alabama, and I know it's a doggy doggy world when it comes down to um, their competition in Alabama. So some guys, man, can deal with being in a big pool with sharks. Some guys go to the league and crumble. I, I don't know. After the top of the hour headlines, we get into the offensive line. Yeah, you won on Saturday, but how much depth do you actually have? And in particular, I want to ask Moan. How he felt about Dylan Radens, because I felt a certain type of way about yeah. Dylan Radens on Saturday. Yeah, and I don't think I was alone. We will chat about that after the headlines here. J Mart and Ramon halfway home. He's still got two hours to go here on 104.5 The Zone.